Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. V16 has begun. There's only three weeks of football left. Regular season football left. It's kind of crazy. Jaguars. Our Jacksonville Jaguars. Take down the New York football Jets. 19-3. Joining me to break down what is not just a victory for the Jaguars, but a victory for a team in the natty. John Breach and Ryan Wilson. What's up, fellas? Breach, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm wearing uh, also my homemade Bengals jersey. You got to be on my shirt because I'm I'm joining Team Bengals. Uh, despite the fact that you told one of the the most terriblest, worstest jokes I've ever heard moments before coming on this podcast, and I am more angry at you than I've ever been at Will Brent about any of the things he's done in our 15 years together. Wow, that is an un, un, unhealthy un- amount of hate. level of anger. By the way, I should we should point out, Breach, before you do dive in and point out. I, this is how this is how awesome Joe Burrow is. Like we've spent five years making fun of the Bengals and like enjoying their misery, and I love the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. And Wilson, noted Steelers homer, loves the Bengals, and uh, we had some cats helping cats tonight. That's what we want to see: big cats helping <laughs> cats. Jacksonville wins means the Bengals have clinched a playoff berth. In case anyone is wondering why I'm wearing. The Bengals coat. No, no Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals. Only for the Rams. You mm. guys are gonna have to deal with this for at least wild card weekend, probably for another Super Bowl run. So get used to it. But let's digress oh, because I don't want to not talk about Jacksonville, who uh looks unstoppable right now. Uh Jacksonville wins, as I mentioned, 19 to 3 over the Jets. The Jaguars move to seven and eight. The Jets fall to seven and eight. It is, I mean. I don't know if the Jaguars look unstoppable, but and I'm I'm not going to do the peacocking thing here on Trevor Lawrence because you you've already made a couple sufficiently in my opinion, Wilson. Um, well, let, well, first of all, let's be honest. I I question whether we should be concerned about Trevor Lawrence. That's not an outrageous thing to say. Number one, number two, he was the first overall pick. He's playing like the first overall pick. I think that's that's about where we should be. Okay, I, I could peacock if you want me to. I was trying to uh, number three. <laughs> I don't think Trevor Lawrence is what you need to be peacocking or uh, there's no peacocking there. Brenton, if you want to peacock about something, you need to peacock to last August when you sat on this podcast and tried to convince everyone that Jacksonville was going to win the division title. And we laughed in your face. And now here we are 
two weeks away from it happening, you should be laughing in our face. I, I'm. Uh, let's get the. Uh, let's get the. Let's get the division win first before I peacock about that. I, I will. I will definitely peacock about that if it happens. I'll be thrilled for all my, um, my many relatives in Jacksonville, my many friends in Jacksonville. Hashtag Duval, who, you know, are would be. Th- I don't, again, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Rub, I, my point was Wilson. I'm not going to like beat this over the head because you. It was fair to. There were plenty of people who questioned Trevor Lawrence after his first season. Um, my larger point is that I think Trevor Lawrence has looked. Not that he was like insanely awesome on Thursday night, but he was. He has looked over the last six weeks or so, like he is. He's coming on strong. I, I heard. Uh, Chris, Her, uh, Chris, Kurt Herbstreet and Al Michaels uh, r- recall a conversation with Doug Peterson leading up to this game in which Doug Peterson said that as a coach, as a head coach in the NFL, his number one favorite win of all time is winning the Super Bowl, as one would imagine. His number two favorite win of all time was winning the NFC Championship game. And his third favorite win as a head coach, as an NFL head coach ever, was winning the divisional playoff game. No, was beating no, the kidding. Cowboys last week. And I think that there's something that the Jags are like the AFC Lions, man. They are kind of fun and you kind of want to root for them. And they're not this like obnoxious, sloppy underdog. They're sort of like a, a, a frisky cat, just like the Lions. And I mean, the Jets stink. We'll, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, but man, I, I think uh, I think the Lions, I mean, the Lions, the Jaguars, excuse me, are. What, what do you think the odds are? I haven't looked right now. What do you think the odds are for the division? I would think, even with the Titans playing Houston, that, man, I mean, Ryan that Tannehill like their favorite. favorite. Have to be, like, minus 135, 130? Um, Tannehill's done. It's, yeah, they've got to be favored, even though they're... Coming into this game, Stephen O, our buddy at Sportsline, had the simulations at the Jaguars. So this is before the Tannehill news, winning the division at thirty nine percent. So that is probably higher before this game once the Tannehill news broke, and it's wow. going to be higher now. So it might be closer to fifty percent. I can't imagine it's over fifty. Maybe, maybe it is though. If if you have to roll with Malik Willis, but um, winning football games doesn't doesn't hurt your cause down the stretch. And I actually do agree. I I like this Jaguars team a lot. It's hard not to like Doug Peterson. Although ironically, you hated the fact that Debo used to only refer to Doug as Doug. I did, and, and now you're okay with calling him Doug. I think. Um, my I, I I think that it's sort of like a Stockholm syndrome thing where I call him Doug now too because of because we just did it so much. But yeah, I, I don't, feel like if there was a situation where you were being held hostage, your captors would get reverse Stockholm syndrome by hanging out and talking to you and trying to break you. Like, they'd be like, okay, let's do whatever Brinson wants to do, pull for NC State. And uh, and I, I think you're capable of getting Stockholm Center, is what I'm saying. By the way, I have a, I have a nickname for Trevor Lawrence, too. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair fact. Took me a second to get that, but I think you're fair. What is Tre- like, does Trevor Lawrence have a nickname? Um, Because you hate it when I called Christian McCaffrey C-Mac. i got to start doing that again. Let me uh, – a lot of people call him T-Law. I don't love T-Law. Oh, that's what I call him. I didn't know if I made it up if I heard that somewhere. Um, right, there is another one, but I don't, I'm not sure where it stemmed from. And I, I don't Girl from TikTok? That's also a good one. Sunshine. I'll check and make sure that it's – Sunshine's a good one. I like that. Is that oh. a real thing or you made that up, Reach? No, I think that's one no, of That's his nickname. Okay, I, I yeah. didn't know if like – I thought it was like a – I was making sure it wasn't like derogatory for any reason. That's like what – 
I think it means like a like a pretty little girl. Like a no, it's from Remember the Titans. The guy with oh, long hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there NC State fans all call him Sunshine. I was like, I thought uh, I didn't. You know, we don't like. I take that as a compliment. I would I love for someone to call like, me Sunshine. Or something. Um, but yeah, he looks. Brenton's nickname is Moonshine. I'll take it. Actually, my well, nickname is Big Oil. Somehow, that was a drinking joke. No one calls you that. <laughs> That's, that is, that is a lot of people call me Big Oil. We call you Butt Shine, not Moonshine. <laughs> moonshine to your face, Butt Shine behind your back. God Almighty, Butt Shine! Oh my God! Uh, I live with an eleven-year-old. It is remarkable what <laughs> you talk about. It, it, the Jaguars, who for a very long period of time have just been a miserable franchise. And yes, Trevor Lawrence was there last year, but you know, again, I gave him a red shirt. Urban Meyer, um, you know, all of that. When you have a competent head coach and you have a franchise quarterback, or in case of the Bengals, and like maybe not even a competent head coach, but just a franchise quarterback. Well, a coach that gets out of the way, not one that actively sabotages the organization. Right. It's just crazy how it changes your entire perception of a franchise. Like the Bengals were terrible for a long time. They had the nice Carson Palmer stretch, Andy Dalton. Well, they were actually really good under Marvin Lewis. They just couldn't win sure. a playoff game. I, I'm just saying that, like, it's like you have Joe Burrow and or Trevor Lawrence, and you 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 don't feel invincible, but you you feel you're like there's no telling what we could like pull off. If you told me the Jaguars and Bengals both won a Super Bowl in the next five to ten years, I would not be surprised by that. Jaguars, Bengals, AFC title game. I, no. I have some really weird Jaguars. Super Bowl bets this year. Jaguars Packers, 3,850 to one. Yeah, you lost that money. Uh, it's not dead yet, buddy. Brinson, it's I, I'll tell you what, if 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 we go to Arizona and it's Jaguars Packers in the Super Bowl, I will buy all drinks for an evening. Oh, you heard it. Everybody heard that. Everybody heard that here. <laughs> really going on a limb on that one. You know what's crazy is that this, was, win 20 grand. I mean, cool. this game was supposed to be kind of a de facto playoff game where the loser was going to be in a lot of trouble. And it, the, the fact that the Jets went out there and just laid an egg. I mean, it wasn't uh, Jacksonville looked great, but it, it's. Uh, but Breach, let me ask you this. Why was the line Jets minus two and a half to start? That's my first question. Uh, I'm guessing because Jacksonville had lost like 12 straight games in colder weather. And okay. I mean, I, I understand you got a that. Florida team coming up north, rainy, 45 I I degrees. I think I picked the Jets. Let me ask you this other question then. Why you mentioned that the Jets laid an egg? Why does that surprise you based on what we've seen from the second year quarterback? Well, I think that what. I, I expected the Jets' defense to play better. That's fair. Now, the defense so, actually played poorly, but I would quickly push back on, you can't expect the defense to dominate each and every week, and this is just the week that they were off. Okay. Well, right, but I also thought the Jets would, say, put up more than 66 yards in the first half. I think that's laying an egg, even with Zach Wilson. Say 120, 130, 140 would have been not horrible. 66 yards. I cannot believe they didn't bench Zach Wilson at halftime. Uh, I can't either. Wait, Why? Was, I mean, okay, was... um. All right, let's talk. Let's talk Jets. Uh, was Joe Flacco was available to play? I think at that point it didn't matter. I think this is my guess. I don't I have no idea because as we we're doing this podcast, Robert Sala is talking right now. But my guess is that the offensive line was actually absolutely not great for Zach Wilson. There are a lot of reasons to be upset with Zach Wilson, but he really had not a lot of time. And even when he had time, he made some pretty poor decisions. The running game couldn't get going. Zach Wilson had very little time to throw the ball, and I'm guessing. Salah and um, Lafleur's thinking was: if we put Joe Flacco back there, we may have to take him 
off in several body bags as he's going to come apart. Let's put Strebler in there, who's basically a running back. And by far, <laughs> I mean, let's, right, that's like, but by the way, you it worked. Well, no, no, but I, um, okay. I think the whole Strebler thing is like, first of all, you can't just throw out Strebler and act like the entire world. Like, I got 50 texts. like, who is Strebler? And what is he doing on the football field? Do you did you know Strebler before? I knew he got called up this afternoon, but I didn't know anything about him. Some Jets fans told me he was some Jets guys I know told me he was like East Coast Taysom Hill. Yeah, he played in Arizona for a while. I think he had a few. He played a little bit for Arizona. Um, he was a CFL guy. I had to look that up when he came in. He won the Gray Cup. Did you guys see the picture I tweeted out? He's shirtless and a fur coat that. with a cowboy hat. Yeah, I was going to respond back. Uh, how does this tell me everything I need to know about Chris Strebler? Because all it tells me is that he's in pretty good shape and he gets pretty strong to hold that trophy. Christopher L. Strebler, born January 6, 1995, is an American football quarterback for the New York Jets of the National Football League, NFL. He played college football in Minnesota and South Dakota. Strebler previously played two seasons as a backup quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the Canadian Football League. In 2019, Strebler was on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers when they won the 107th Grey Cup. Championship by defeating the Hamilton Tiger Cats 33-12 at McMahon Stadium in Calgary, Alberta. Here's the twist. I actually already knew all that because I remember Chris Trevler from when he had to start for the Cardinals against the Rams in the 2020 season finale with the winning team, uh, I believe, making the playoffs in that game. And so that was a gigantic game. Kyler Murray got hurt. And everybody's like, wait, the Cardinals are starting who, what now, what's going on? And Jared Goff was also hurt. So it was Chris Trevler versus John Wolford to go to the playoffs. John Wolford's had some of the uh, worst counterpart starts in NFL history, I feel like. God, I do not remember. Are you sure Strevler started? Yeah, he had, I'm 99% sure he started. Yeah, if you look at his stats, which... Not 100%, only 99. He, he's threw a handful of passes that season. No, I'm not saying he but, didn't play. I'm just saying, like, I don't remember him... Um, well, you didn't remember him at all, <laughs> so you probably wouldn't remember him. Or he went in. He went in for Kyler. Kyler got hurt, and I just remember Kyler Murray being injured. I couldn't remember. Oh, the cards were huge faves, and Kyler got hurt. Maybe that that sounds probably right, but maybe not. I mean, I, I'm okay not not remembering Chris Trevor. I'm, I'm I can make that. <laughs> yeah, but my point is that he's a running back, and that's probably why he played over Joe Flacco yeah. because the offensive line wasn't doing well, and he actually did well as a running back, did less well as a as a passer, but on par with or perhaps even exceeding what Zach Wilson was able to do over the first nearly three quarters, which was hard to watch. How? Okay. I, I tweeted something like sort of like this, but it's like Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Chris Trevler have been immediately or immediate upgrades over Zach Wilson. How far down the list of quarterbacks do you think we'd have to go? Well, Chris Trevler is pretty far down the list, isn't he? That's what I'm saying, man. Like how far, like, like current day David Carr, Jamarcus Russell, um, Joe, like current day Joe Namath. Like, how far down the list do you have to go before you find somebody where you're like, okay, that guy's not going to be an upgrade over Zach Wilson? And 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 I'm uh, I do this so often, you're going to kill me for it. I'm not going to defend Zach Wilson here. Go for it. It is, to come it, to is it is a it is it is still his second year in the NFL. He has not had good circumstances surrounding him. This team is pretty freaking uh, good. Uh, about a, okay. I, I'm just saying that, like, I think it is, it is un, it is probably unfair to just write off Zach Wilson, but it is also likely that he is done with the Jets. Breaches right on the throne of lies. Yeah, I, I'm I, into I, that. I, I'm not. It's like when I, it's like when I say that Cliff Kingsbury won't be fired. 
I'm not defending Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just saying that you at least have to take, we can't just be like, well, well, like I told you, that's uh, it for Zach Wilson. Like Rick Spielman said on with the first pick podcast, which you didn't promote this time. I didn't say anything about it. You still missed the read. <laughs> he said three years is what you give a first round quarterback. He was talking specifically about Christian Ponder, which obviously didn't work out. So he still thinks that, you know, you deserve another year with, with Zach Wilson. But I, I'll say this, our buddy Jason Lockham four, who also now writes a sort of a uh, notes column, uh, insider notes column for the Washington Post. He tweeted this out during the game. He said, um, we want Flacco chants were happening during the game. Seven or seven, well, seven and seven, which is what the Jets were before this game, or not. Woody Johnson ain't going to be happy, and he didn't hire this coach. All ain't well in Florham Park. That's that's a that's a good point. Woody which was is, off uh, doing something else. He was an ambassador. I don't, I don't, I don't, but there's okay. just so much animosity. Every time Zach Wilson threw an incomplete pass, he got booed. The fans hate him. And that that, that whether you like it or not, that's got to play a small part in this decision where he just needs a change of scenery. It is not working out for him there. He has not been a good Wait quarterback. A it, it also plays a, a huge part in like you being the guy who's trying to play quarterback, and you know every time you throw an incompletion, you're getting mercilessly booed by the fans in your home stadium. Like that, that makes it difficult to play quarterback. Well, it does when Mike White, fifth round pick, comes in and deals, it, and, and, and it does look, when you come in and throw the type of interceptions she threw last week in that loss uh, look, against the Lions. I, I'm not. I am not saying. I. I didn't think Zach Wilson was going to be good when he came out of college. So I'm not trying to cape up for him here. I'm just saying that. And look, part of this is a lot of this is his own fault because he threw his defense under the bus to the point where Garrett Wilson was has like. There's multiple headlines out there about Garrett Wilson, a rookie wide receiver, ripping him to shreds. Uh, for for not being a good teammate and for not you know all, like a bunch of different stuff, the entire team wore Mike White T-shirts the first time that the Jets finally started Mike White, and and he there's a, there's just a lot of different stuff like this is a really difficult job, quarterback of the New York Jets, quarterback of the New York Giants tough too man, like you're this is not the same as being the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers or the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Baker, Baker Mayfield would like a word. It just feels like every Jets player, their body language completely changes when Zach Wilson's out there like, oh, there's no way we're winning. I don't even know what we're doing out here. Well, you know, it's funny, Breach. When Strebler came in, the offense suddenly pepped up. It felt like the offensive line was blocking harder. I don't know if that was perception or otherwise, but it looked like a completely different team. Now, maybe because they were running the ball more than throwing the ball, but that is noteworthy, and I that's why I made a note of it, I guess. And, And it is, on many levels, troubling. And then even when Trevor was in there, though, the, the, the whole Jets offensive staff, uh, uh, like they were getting plays in slow. This team was only down two scores. I mean, they lost by two scores, so they were still in it the whole time. You when scored one touchdown. When it was 16-3, to three, how far, what did the score feel like, though? I mean, it felt like it was 51 to nothing, <laughs> but... It, it, the Jets weren't coaching. They were coaching like it was fifty-one to nothing. Like, let's just run the clock and get out of here. Right. Let's let's take the L, even though our playoff hopes are essentially on the line. It was just, it was a horribly coached game. The quarterback looked horrible. Everything about the Jets was horrible, except for their defense played okay in spurts. But what can you do when you're on the field for what nearly forty minutes? You're just or thirty-five minutes. You're your defense is going to struggle if they're on the field for 35 minutes in most cases. Todd Furman actually tweeted this out. And the Jets' defense played 
didn't play as well as they usually played, but still they only gave up two touchdowns, I believe. And Todd Furman tweeted out uh, Jets defense have allowed two touchdowns in the last two games, and uh, they're zero and two. Yeah, I mean, look, the Jets defense has been awesome. You know, it's uh, even and look, even if the Jets don't make the playoffs, they're which, not going to make the playoffs. I I, I agree. They you can still look at the season and say there's a path. <laughs> no, I'm saying you can look at the season and say this has been a very good season for the Jets. I think again you're on the wrong side of the, the conversation that Breach and I are often on when it comes to what what constitutes a successful season. I, I think the Jets if the Jets if the Jets finish nine and eight or eight and nine they are not going <laughs> to finish nine and eight. Go ahead. Probably not. I think two games left. This has been a the Jets. The Jets look like they are on the path that they wanted to be on. But they don't have a quarterback. Well, that's well, Brenton. Here's the, here's the crazy thing about because I half agree with what you're saying. So they're seven and eight right now. Let's say they go one and one and finish eight and nine. If you would have told a Jets fan in August that this team was going to finish eight and nine, but not told them anything else, they'd sign in blood for it. They absolutely would. Wait, like whose blood do you want? Let me sign for that. But if you tell a Jets fan uh, on December seven and three or six on and three December first when they're right. seven and three that this team's going to finish eight and nine, they're going to cut your ears off and stop listening to everything you're saying mm. because it's ridiculous. Well, so, but that goes. I mean, but that goes back to my point. Like the the Vikings, for instance, and Lord knows we don't need to talk about the Vikings on this podcast anymore. Oh God! If you told if you told a Vikings fan, hey, you're going to go, and they're eleven and three right now. You're going to go thirteen and four. And lose a, a a tough playoff game to the 49ers, a hard fought playoff game in the first round of the 49ers, or a hard fought like whatever it is, they'd be like, "Look, you give me 13 and four. Anybody signing for 13 and four, right? With the exception of maybe like the Chiefs or whoever." I, I, but I don't think they're signing for first first round playoff loss. The point being is that you wouldn't look at it and be like they went 13 and four and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. What a terrible season. No, it's a disappointing season. The finish was disappointing, just like the Jets yeah. are setting up for a disappointing finish. Yep, but that's right. Generally speaking, if you're a Jets fan, you need to say, you need to look at the season, however it ends, and say, we took a step forward. Now, the concern would be that, as, as whoever said it, Woody Johnson won't look at it that way. JLC. Oh, JLC said that. Like, if, because, I mean, like Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, I think have done a very good job with this roster and setting it up. They they may have the rookie of the year on both sides of the football. Like you can't be that mad about a season that's around five hundred with promising young players. You yeah, if you're if you're an optimistic jet, and and remember they were dealing with a bunch of injuries on the offensive line, which is half the reason why Zach Wilson only had point three seconds to throw tonight. You know, it's not completely his fault because the line did do a bad job. But if you're an optimistic Jets fan. You say to yourself, all right, we overachieved this season. We are a quarterback away, but then you have to trust the team to make the correct decision at quarterback in the offseason, whether that's moving on from Zach Wilson, whether that's deciding that you're going to Tom Brady. White, to, or, to yeah, bring in, bring in somebody else. Uh, Breach, how many optimistic successful? Jets fans do you know? Uh, I, there, there's three on, on earth. There's only three alive, yeah, So, and I don't know any of them. Okay. Just wanted to confirm that. Joe Namath? <laughs> I feel like Dan Hansis and his, Dan Hansis and his dad are like two of the only three. <laughs> Hansis, Mr. Hansis, and yeah. and Mr. Joe Namath, Mr. Namath. Um. So all right, let's take a quick break, then we'll come back and hash out some more playoff picture items related to not the Jets, but maybe the Jaguars next. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do we feel like we've sufficiently covered the Zach Wilson situation? Well, is he going to start another game? Well, I mean, at my overhit. Is he going to start another game? <laughs> I don't know how you could trot him back out there. Breach doesn't want to put him out there based on his write him off. You you cannot put him back out there. I don't. I, I agree with that. I think that's right. And I think I, what you do is I don't try to. I don't think you can move him this offseason unless for a seventh round pick. If we're being honest, I think what you do is you go through. You call. Ball. You call David Tepper and be like, "Hey, buddy." You go through spring ball, you go through training camp and see where he's at. And if he's dog crap in training camp, you, you might have to cut him. If he's better, you roll him out there and, and you is, go with it. That is so, I mean, when is the last time, has there ever been under the new CBA where you have the you know low cost rookie contracts where a quarter, a top five quarterback was cut by his, cut by his team, not traded, cut. I mean, you you get a seventh round pick for him instead of cutting him because he's so cheap. But like, I was just thinking of like like after Josh, two Josh, years, Josh Rosen got traded for a seventh round pick in Miami, and then he got he was cut. ten. They traded up for him to ten to get him. Poof, Sean Ryder in the chat. The Jets were nice. A funeral for Wilson's career. I mean, here's the thing: you can keep him around just so you don't have to be a, a footnote. But if he plays in the spring and he plays in training camp like he's played this season. You got some tough decisions to make. And again, I mean, look, Spielman said you, you put him out there for three years. So maybe you give him another chance and maybe let him go the first month of the season and see how it goes. Maybe it gets better. Fingers crossed. But you got to have a backup plan. I don't know. Uh, and you know what happened the last time the Jets decided, hey, let's give this guy a third year? Sam Darnold. You know how that went? They, miss, they miss Sam Darnold is the, is the crazy part. I mean, maybe you just know. <laughs> they rolled so, Darnold out in 2020 in his third year instead of saying, you know what, we're done with them. They go 2-14 and 14, and then miss out on the first pick because uh, they've won two games they probably shouldn't have won. <laughs> is that wait, is that what happened? And Darnold won both those that's, games. That's when they missed out on Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, in 2020. And Darnold cost them Trevor Lawrence? Sam yeah. Darnold is basically Santa Claus with, but the, the only thing it is, it, the only thing it is, it is, it is big red, like, satchel? Sack. Is sack. <laughs> it sounded, thank you, Wilson. <laughs> So he clearly hates Santa Claus. He's going to middle school. Darnold won two games in his last final year with the Jets in 2020, and those two games are why the Jets didn't get the number one overall pick. By the 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 way, uh, that is deeply, sadly, ironic. coming in Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. What's up, big perm, big worm? Uh, Quickly, before we move on, a little prop for uh, Brinson here. Uh, He did some, some research, as they call it. And the Ivory Towers. Research. So I, I went and back and looked at all the the second year quarterbacks that were taken in the first round. We'll dis uh we'll, we'll exclude Trey Lance because he's been injured for most most of the season. Trevor Lawrence leads that group in game started. He's not thirty two in yards, which is uh over seventy one hundred now. What was game. it? What, what was the date? The date you started on? What like second year quarterback since when? No, just like the second year. Oh, 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 the entire that class. Gotcha. Yeah, their first round picks. Gotcha. We're excluding Trey Lance. 
So he's number one in that group in game started at 32 in passing yards, which is over 7,100 now, and touchdowns it was 36 before uh, tonight. I don't know if he threw any tonight. Um, also interceptions. He didn't have any tonight. Zach Wilson, meanwhile, is last in completion percentage, <laughs> last in touchdowns among this group, uh, last in QB rating among this group, and the leader in this group with sacks, and he's only played in 22 games. So, look, if he were no, on no, the Jaguars... No rushing, no, I mean, one rushing touchdown, no passing touchdowns, no interceptions for uh, Lawrence tonight, by the way. Okay, Just if he were on the Jaguars, maybe things are different for um, Zach Wilson, but when you watch him play... He makes the sort of mistakes that you feel like he doesn't get it. And maybe that changes with experience. I don't know. But Trevor Lawrence, something's clicked. And as Brinson would tell you, uh, not having Urban Meyer in your headset probably had a lot to do with that. So I, it's not like uh, Michael Throws well, a bad coach. I, I think Zach Wilson has has a lot to sort of make up for. No, I mean, I think, look, I, I don't think that the situations in New York and Jacksonville are all that dissimilar. You know, you look at like, I mean, Garrett Wilson would, I mean, Evan Ingram is a, is a cast off from the Giants, former first round pick. Christian Kirk is a very nice signing in free agency, but like, let's not act like he's an elite number one. Got, got elite Marvin money. Jones and Zay Jones have been very good players, but you know, we're not, again, we're not talking about elite talents. I mean, you have, you know, you had Brees Hall or is it Breesy Hall? What do people say? Brees. Brees. Yeah. Yeah. I swear people say Breesy sometimes. It freaks me out. You got Garrett Wilson, who is clearly... Chris Hall's injured, by the way. I, I know, but you had him early in the year. Now you okay. have Zonovan Knight. I'm not going to act like Zonovan Knight. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, you have Garrett Wilson. You have Michael Carter, who was, a, I think, a third-round pick. He was taken like, right next to fourth-round pick, taken right near... Oh, they also have the other Michael Carter from Duke, Duke who's the quarterback. Elijah Moore, second-round pick. You have you have uh, multiple first uh, first or second round picks that you addressed on the offensive line on both squads. So I'm just saying it's compa- it's a comparable situation. Good coaching staffs. Like Trevor Lawrence is miles better than Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson has quotes where he's like, "I get out of the pocket, and I just sort of get bored and feel like I've got to throw something." He threw his defense under the bus. I mean, this is a it's problematic. It, it's if 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 Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence switch teams, what's the final score of this game? Nineteen to three Jets. I mean, well, the funny thing is, uh, I mean, it was six twenty-seven three. The Jaguars are six and eight, and the Jets are seven to seven to come into this game. So it's not like uh, Billy notes. I think this is Billy making this note. Zach Wilson, after the game, on the booze that he heard from the crowd, said, quote, we have a very passionate fan base, and they are here to watch us score touchdowns, and we are not scoring any touchdowns. Of course, they are going to boo, I'm assuming is what the rest of that quote is. And I'm just channeling my Russ Wilson as I read this because this feels like Russ Wilson trying to explain to Broncos country why things are going sideways. But 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 it is better than him. Again, I'm not defending Zach Wilson. Just Maybe it's a, maybe it's a silver lining that he's – He's not responding like Zach Wilson several weeks ago. Maybe he's like, I thought that was insane that those jerks were booing me. Well, he's never been like that. He's he's always been sort of deadpan in his response. Yeah. He's never been uh, angry. He, it feels like he has uh, at times he's not emotional enough. But that's a that's a you know those are just trying to read the tea leaves or whatever. But yeah. Um, all right, let's let's move on because the Jets are are not playing well. They're going to have to hope that Mike White and his every single rib that he had broken is magically healed. I can't imagine they rolled with Strevler 
for a full game. Maybe they do. I, they have something. to go struggle over. So you're telling me there's a chance. Maybe they do like what uh, Joe Flacco did in Lamar's first year, and you have some combination of those two if Mike White can't go. But I don't with, think with, with Joe Flacco there, no less. That's that's why I said that. Yes, <laughs> Joe Flacco and then Lamar. So they, they, they were fading. They were chanting, "We want Flacco in the Meadowlands tonight." He's thirty-seven years old. Like he's well. He's, uh, he's, we all saw Zach Wilson he's, play. He's almost as old as your oldest son. Um, the Jets down to eight percent chance to make the playoffs. I feel like it's is that high or low breach? I I mean Holy it, crap. It, it feels high, but when you look at what has to happen, <laughs> it it's high. not that much. The most unrealistic part of them making the playoffs is them winning their final two games, which are both on the road, one at Seattle, one at Miami, because you have to win both those games to get in. And I, I don't are think you make a case that good. the Dolphins are going to be sitting people because that's their only chance to win that game. Dolphins will not be sitting people. Um, Dolphins will be fighting for their lives. So 8% sounds, it might as well be 80%. I mean, they, they just, they just, they were seven and six and just lost to the Lions and Jaguars at home. Both better teams, by the way. Better teams than anyone expected. But if if you told any Jets fan before the season you're seven and six, the Lions and the Jaguars are coming to town. If you win one, you're in really good shape for the playoffs. They would be like, we're, we're going to win both and we're getting in. And they lost both in horrific fashion. Um, I hope they don't try out Mike White uh, in unnecessary fashion for that because you don't want to see somebody get unnecessarily hurt. They're toast. You got to salvage the season. What do you think? I think Jaguars playoff person. Well, real quick on the Jets, I think they'll decide what they're going to do in Week 17, based on what happens this weekend. Because if the Dolphins and Patriots both lose, then the Jets are very much alive. And obviously, the Patriots play the Bengals, man, man. And then the Dolphins play the Packers. And obviously, the Dolphins are favored in that game. But you know, Aaron Rodgers hell bent on getting to the playoffs after uh, the crappy start to the season. Who knows what happens there? Hey, Breach, so, let me ask you a quick question. Um, you mentioned I, – I thought that was a meme. I didn't know that actually the, Bing, the the Bengals are actually playing the Patriots after what happened in the Raiders game. Uh-huh. What happened after the Chiefs lost years ago when they were talking benching Tom Brady and Belichick said we're on to Cincinnati? What did Cincinnati do in that game? Do you remember? Uh, Cincinnati lost by a lot. You're talking about the <laughs> – Like 75 points. It was really bad. I or, wonder or, if that's – do you think that's a repeat performance? Are you talking about the we're on to Cincinnati game? Yeah, they are, we're on to Cincinnati game. Okay, that's funny you brought that up because yes, the Bengals got smoked in that game. Um, <laughs> are you are you 43, that 43 to 17? No, because this is not comparable. What this, okay. what this is comparable to is when the Patriots lost on the Miami Miracle. And then you know what they did the next week because they didn't mentally get over that shocking loss is they went out and lost as a four point favorite to your Pittsburgh Steelers, Wilson. Way more comparable to that. Okay, good. I just I that just popped into my head and I didn't want to put any extra fear in your heart ahead of Santa Claus coming, but I thought I should ask. Wait, what year was the We're on to Cincinnati was twenty fourteen. Okay, the the YouTube lied to me. They won the freaking Super Bowl in the we're on to Cincinnati year. I mean that's like, because they put the Chiefs game behind them. That people were saying bench Brady, he's done, yeah. he's washed up. And then they beat the Bengals 43-17 and go on one Super Bowl. The next time the next that that game, the Chiefs game was September 29th. The next in in 2014, the next time the Patriots lost was December 7th. Like they, they well, they're, they're, about to lo- they're about to lose in three days, according to Breach. I think I think the Bengals are going to. That, that was oh, that was the uh, Super Bowl. Well, I, and long story, sto- long story short, to circle back to the Jets. So if, if the Dolphins Patriots both lose, 
they play each other in week 17. So that's why the Jets would still very much be alive because then one of those teams is going to suffer two losses in the next two weeks if they both lose in week 16. And so you're thinking, huh, do I bring out Mike White and his broken ribs to try and salvage the season and get in the playoffs? So it will be interesting to see what happens with them, even though this feels like this was a kill shot and they're not going to be able to get in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we a kill shot. Weird. It really was a kill shot. Um. We'll sort of look at the numbers to see what the Jets. So if the Patriots beat the if 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 both those teams lose and the Patriots beat the Dolphins in week 17, the Jets are all the way up to 14% to win to make the playoffs. I don't you can do all the magic you want to do. I, I did it's done. What do you cool. think the Jaguars current playoff odds are? Our buddy Stephen O had 41% going into this game. So they're 55. north of, north of that. that. Nope. He made a face, so it must be less than that. Fifty-one. I would say like it's a nice number. Okay, what is it? I said fifty-one. Oh, there you go. Nice. Sixty-eight percent to win the division. They can technically sneak in. Wow. What do you mean sneak in? As a, I think it's a wild card. Oh, they're going to win the division. I mean, that's we'll, crazy to think though. At sixty-eight percent, that because let's say the Titans win Saturday. Sure. You're a full game, but I mean they're playing the Texans, so it doesn't mean they're going to win. They might not. But if, drops, do, if, the, if the Titans win, it drops them to 66%. Uh, that's what I'm saying is that it's still a high percentage, <laughs> even though they're one game back with two games to play. I, I, and I'm using 538 for this just because it updates really quickly. But um, I, I would assume that their ELO rating involve, accounts for Malik Willis playing the rest of the season. So, you- Breach, you mentioned last time we spoke, I believe, that you had the Chargers of Miami getting in the six and seven. Do you want to change anything? Do you want to change the the four seed where Tennessee currently sits and swap them out? Or you want well, to thank change you the- for offering, Ryan. I would like to change my four seed. I am I'm here in Nashville. My and my house is going to get egged. That's why I've been so reluctant to switch my pick. But I'm going to do it. I'm on the bandwagon, baby. I'm on the Jacksonville bandwagon. The the Titan one. The, Tannehill was driving in. It careened off a cliff. It's over. It's done. Uh, <laughs> I have a tough time seeing them doing anything uh what about the five six seven anything change there no nah, I, I still think it's ravens chargers dolphins i, th- I think i agree with you Baltimore's too. definitely making the playoffs right they just need to because they're nine and five they win one more game they're per, like yeah. they're in good they're in a good spot no lamar this week but i i mean there's too much too many hurdles they, the teams below them have to clear right yeah. it, you know you beat the falcons you're you're not officially in but you're almost certainly in with 10 wins then the only other thing to sort out is one, two, three. And I think old three might be making a move towards one and two. Buddy, man. I tell you what, um, I've done some informal polling of MVP voters. Oh, man. No, I, I, I think that right now, I was actually really surprised by this, that um, Mahomes is the clear favorite. Like, um, I, I, I think I, what I'm telling you is that I thought that the numbers in Vegas – we're way off and that it should be closer to like a pick them with Hertz and Mahomes. I think that the Vegas numbers are actually correct now. And, but having said that over the next three weeks, I think there is a real, real chance that either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen could just go off. And of course they play a Monday night week 17, right? Yep. The winner of that game in, and the Chiefs have these three kind of man games, like the they have the Seahawks and uh, Broncos and Raiders. They're all off the off the grid in terms of you know publicity. Whereas Joe Burrow's going to be on 
a lot of people are going to see Burrow against the Patriots, and a lot of people are going to see him against the Bills. I think Burrow is live as hell to win this MVP award. I don't disagree. Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts, out of context, boo. Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts plays again and the Eagles finish 15 and 2 or 16 and 1, then Jalen Hurts is probably going to play again. If Minshew wins against the Cowboys, why play him? You know, you know what I want to bring up real quick? You clinch everything. Why'd you play him? What yeah, do you bring up, Reed? Uh, our Super Bowl draft. Oh. Seems like the, a good uh, time because Brinson has Jacksonville. <laughs> Probably feeling very good about that. Uh, Brinson's team is the Ravens, Eagles, Colts, Saints, and Jags. Oh, Colts. God, why did I take this in the Bengals? Wilson, your team is the Chiefs, Rams, Rams. Broncos. <laughs> Vikings and Dolphins. Oh, yeah, he quit. He quit laughing right quick. Oh, come there. on, the Broncos <laughs> is objectively funny. Wilson like, got the late rounds. Oh, oh, got the steals. Uh, my team is the Packers. I, I'm not laughing at that. I'd love a Packers Super Bowl. Win. Chargers, Bengals, Cowboys, Steelers. So your best team is the. the, the but the, the only Eagles. and read the uh, who's the um, Cody? Who's the um, our listener? Yeah, uh, is it C Rad? C-Rad, yes, thank you. What does C-Rad have? See, he has Bills, the Bills. Oh, sorry, Buccaneers, 49ers, Cardinals, Raiders. So here's the thing. I mean, Breach, I, I would say your team is the weakest from front to back. But here's, shot, really? You only need one team to win. So it's not a accumulation of most wins versus losses. So Couldn't screen grab <laughs> the fact that Ryan Wilson knows where this document is for future phone calls. Um, what? Nothing. The... Um, I mean, it's looking like we're all going to get three of our five teams in, so I'm not going to say that mine's weak. I'm fine. Do we remember what day we – what was it? It was before, it was before the, the No, it was before the season started. Last year was in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's right. It, right. It, it just really is indicative of, like, the NFL as a whole in terms of – I took the Ravens and the Eagles at four and five because those were my Super Bowl teams, and I, I actually wanted to take the Rams and the – or no, I want to take the maybe the 49ers and somebody else um, – Maybe the Bengals just a spike breach, but it, it like these teams at the bottom, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Cowboys. Well, those are all speculative because we thought they were going to stink. Right. And the Packers and the Rams. Rams were locks to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Those teams at the bottom, a lot had to happen in the right direction for them to be competitive. And those things happened. And then teams like the Packers and the Rams, they, those things have gone sideways, or in your case, the Colts, who were supposed to win the division, according to all of us. That's pathetic. I'd say C Rat here has the I best chance, best chance of getting both his teams in the Super Bowl with Bills 49ers. If that happens, then you have to pay yourself, though. That's the rule. Bills, Sorry, Bills 49ers is probably the best look right now. Who has who has the is that right, who's the next best? That's what that's what C Rat has. Wilson's Chiefs plus Chiefs of Vikings is not. Yeah, that is, that is, that is, come on now, dude, dude. The NFC is wide open, man. Even I know that the Bengals I, went to the Super Bowl last year. You think the <laughs> Bengals are way big? Last year's Bengals team would. I love having an Eagles fan controlling the booze. That's insane. <laughs> the NFC is not wide. Open. I've got the Eagles, Billy. Boo the rest of the people, man. Last year's Eagle uh, Bengals team would beat beat the Vikings a hundred to nothing last year and this year. 
<laughs> oh man, I might have to bet the Eagles. It was Eagles Jaguars to Super Bowl matchup at Caesars. Let's see. I have to bet that. Eagles. Uh, I love it. Eagles Jaguars. The Doug Peterson. Re- oh my God, a Doug Peterson revenge game. I have to bet this. I love it. God, give it to me. Nope. No, it's uh, 200. I love it. Hmm. Oh, oh, Jags Eagles? Jags Eagles 201. What do you think? Do it, Brenton. Put the money down right now. See, I can make fun of it. I remember that. Um, yeah, all, I mean, our, I, all our commenters think C Rad was last year. That's why I didn't make the note of the oh, listeners. Oh, it's Caleb. Today. It's Caleb this year. Sorry. It's Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, you're right. Caleb, Wait, Caleb. Too many Cs. Sorry, sorry, too many Cs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Nobody you next year. The problem here is a very uncaring Debo who left us this list and just put listener without any personalization <laughs> and asked us 16 weeks later to figure out who it was. No, no I, had, I can get their hats. I had it written down and I was keeping track for a while, but, um, so yeah, it's Caleb. <laughs> so I've got, I, did I tell you, I bet the, um, I you, Lions Jaguars playoff matchup, or Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. Uh, good luck to you on that one. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah. It's like an outrageous. Well, I mean, breach has Dallas as well. And Cincinnati and the Chargers. I, dead. So. I will tell you something that's crazy though is that of the all the teams currently in a spot in the playoffs, the only ones we didn't draft were the Titans, which we talked about at the end how we didn't feel comfortable with them, and that is not looking too crazy now. And then the Giants and Commanders, which I still don't think they either of those teams are going to win Super Bowl, so. And you can actually argue that Brent's team overall is the weakest. The Ravens are oh sort of reeling. They have the, the Eagles, obviously, is a, is a big one. Oh, boy, the Saints and, and the Jaguars are still on the outside looking in, and they're probably the second-best team. Well, no, they're the third-best team. The Ravens are, are second. Brent's top two teams don't have healthy quarterbacks right now. Right, yeah. That's odd. That's well, right. You think the Eagles are dead? No. I, don't, but it, it, just I mean, as long as they're not playing with us with this game. I'm, I'm putting teams in italics that we think are dead. Mm-mm. They're not dead. Gardner Minshew's going to lead him to the Super Bowl. Uh, he, was, he was fine, man. He, he's going to be printing his Nick Foles and win a Super Bowl, and then Jalen Hurts can get cut and end up on the Colts. So, I mean, out of the teams that we drafted, only six of the 20 teams in Week 16 are, like, completely dead. Well. And, not, the and they're not technically eliminated. So, I, mean, but, you know, I well. reverse psychology Wilson and taking the Broncos. Yeah, the Rams, the Broncos. Somebody. The Packers are are they're dead. I mean, let's be real. They're not winning the Super Bowl. Um, the Saints, the Colts. Yeah. I'm still so mad about that. And mad. I mean, I'll leave Tampa Bay for Caleb, but I, I I know the truth. The Cardinals, and I'm assuming you guys are okay with the Raiders being dead too. <laughs> and Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think all the teams are dead. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And eight. then let's see. Close yeah, so we, we we all have two dead teams and three teams that could make the playoffs. Yeah, I was putting uh, the Niners clinched. Bengals just clinched. So, Niners, yeah, Niners won the division. Duh. Yeah, you don't have to go through that now. I'm sure I'm no one wants to do it right now. Right, we'll talk about it at the end of the season. I just want to bring it up real quick since it was a the game was not that entertaining. Well, yeah, we already said I'll squeeze 45 minutes out of it. Nothing like this. Perfect. Little wonderful cup of lemonade that we somehow managed to make. All right, that's it. Jaguars win. How much closer? Bengals win. Bengals win. Bengals win. Uh, Ryan Wilson wins. Okay, see. I've Subscribe to it with the First Pick Podcast. Oh, yeah. Wherever you get your podcast. Thank with you. With the First Pick Podcast, if you prefer to watch us on YouTube, 
just kick it here because we should. <laughs> Zach Wilson's fate in New York is sealed. That was the pre-podcast joke. <laughs> Still terrible. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> Boy, it was a lot funnier before the podcast. All right, that'll do it for us for Breach for Wilson. I'm Brenton. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Ho, See you guys ho, ho. on Christmas night. Bye.